0: Everybody, you know, I told Brother Bill, ain't no one coming to church today. I said it's family Sunday, so there are, there are babies. So listen, you're gonna hear babies, you're gonna hear babies like squawking and talking and running. It's okay. We love babies. Babies make noise. Mamas, daddies don't feel bad. Okay, babies, toddlers, kids. We're glad you're in church today. All right, all right, all right. Awesome. Okay. Um, For the last four weeks, we've been asking a question. We've asking one question for the last four weeks. And the question has been, how do I be a person? How do I be a person in the world? We've given three answers to this question. See, Jesus, we don't know much about his adolescence, his childhood, All we see, we see him born, and then we see him as a grown man being baptized. But in between that, it says that Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God, and favor with man. Four pillars. He grew in wisdom. We talk about how we got to grow in wisdom. We must grow intellectually. We must grow in stature. We must grow physically. In favor with God, we must grow spiritually. And the last one of the days, probably one of the toughest for a lot of us, Jesus grew in favor with man. We must grow socially. What does this mean? Jesus grew in favor with man. He increased in favor with man. It means Jesus learned how to relate to other people. He learned the cultures and customs of the world he was born into. He had to learn, when do I speak? When do I not speak? What is rude? What is not rude? He had to learn the society he was born into. He had to learn the rules. It is said of Christ later Jesus knew what was in the hearts of men and women. He learned how to discern people, groups. As he grew socially, we must also grow socially. I want to look to one of his prayers which will tell us how to do this. I go to John chapter 17, the passage my brother just read. This prayer in John 17, you've heard the story of how Christ goes off and he prays and like blood flows from his sweat pores. He's so burdened in his prayer. John 17 tells you what he says. This is the prayer Christ prays before the cross. And you know who he prays for? He prays for his followers. He prays for his church, not just the apostles. He prays for Flint City Church there in the Garden of Gethsemane. And kids, I want you to remember one. For those little ones here, I want you to remember one. Do you remember this one thing, kids? You'll know the whole sermon. You ready? Really easy. In the world, not of the world. If you remember that one sentence, you understand Jesus' teaching on growing socially. In the world, not of the world. All right, so if you're under 12, help me out here. Say it with me, okay. In the world, not of the world. Lena, I need your help. You're good you're, you're do it, so that's cut. On. one more time. In the world, not of the world. Okay, adults, help them. In the world, not of the world. okay. Let's break this down for us. How do we grow socially? Jesus prays to his father. In verse 15, he says, I do not ask you to take them out of the world. When Jesus prays for us, he's like, Father, I'm about to die, and I'm not praying that you deliver them out of the world. you got to leave them in it. His prayer for us is not to be removed from the world we're born into His prayer, like Christ's prayer for us, we must be in this world. We must learn the customs and the culture we're born into so we can relate to those who live there. What does this look like? I'm going to say it this way. I'm going to say this, and don't freak out. You are in the world so be cool. You're in the world. You have to, you have, you, God says be in the world. What does that mean? you got to learn to be cool. And I don't mean be popular, okay? I'm not saying you got to be Zac Efron in High School Musical. I'm not saying that. I wasn't that kid, and I'm not that kid today, okay? I'm not saying be super popular and funny. When I say be cool, I mean be chill. I mean learn to perceive Be perceptive. See what's going on and learn to adapt to the world around you. Give you an illustration. I went to the Xfinity store yesterday. You know the Xfinity store over on Miller Road? (laughs) Some of you are like, it's almost DMV bad, isn't it? So I go to the Xfinity store and I know, I know going there, I need about 30 to 45 minutes to deal with it. That's what it is. You go there, you got to wait for someone to talk to you, it's a whole thing. So I go in there, I give them my box, she scans it in, and miracle of miracles, she says to me, you can just leave. You've got to wait, no, no being in the queue, no, you should wait in a line to see the first lady, then wait in a line to be talked to by a representative. I went to the first line, I was clear and I was free. So I walk away, kind of like, all right, I'm done. Take my receipt, fold, cause they give you real long receipts, I fold the whole thing, put my wallet. I go text my wife to tell her, I'm coming to Target. It was real easy. Now, as I'm over there texting, the guy behind me comes up to the, the counter. He has something to turn in, and the lady says, I'm going to put you in the queue. And this an older African-American lady, and this guy just goes, what the cuss word is that all about? And you feel the whole room stiffen, right? Everyone's like, Because someone has just cursed in public. Like one of the bad ones. And he's angry. He's angry. And she's like, sir, you have to wait for someone to talk to you. He goes, the guy over there didn't have to wait. He points at me. And I'm like, (laughs) here we go. And he gets angry and begins berating this poor woman. How long does it take? I don't got it all day, and he's yelling at her. And the girl with him, this poor woman's trying to say, honey, honey. And he's like, Don't tell me honey, honey. And all of a sudden, this whole room, the whole furniture store is now tense and on edge. This guy had no idea of what he did to the entire environment he stood in. He didn't realize his girl out of his wife or his girlfriend, she's immediately embarrassed. She's scared, looking around feeling, what, ashamed. The lady he's yelling at, doesn't know what to do because she's afraid of this crazy man yelling at her. Everyone around wonders how far is it going to go. I felt tempted to go, hey, man, just chill out, dude. You know what this is. We come in the Xfinity store, take a number, and you would an to be seen. That's what this is every single time you come. He couldn't read the room. He didn't understand the rules of the room and he made a massive scene of the place. Listen, we have to learn to be in the world. We have to learn the culture we're born into so that we're able to not be weirdos. We have to walk around the world and be normal people. We should not, Christians should not be the weird folks. We shouldn't be. We, We should learn Listen, I'll say it like this. If I go to my family's house for Thanksgiving, and let's say no one there is a Christian, let's say I go to someone's house, and it's me and everyone else there doesn't go to church, doesn't love Jesus, I'm not going to go, hey, man, what you reading the Bible right now? You got to read the room. That room does not give a rip about the Bible. I'm not going to try to Christian it up and make the whole room awkward. I'm going to read the room, I'm going to perceive what's happening, and I'm going to go with the flow. I have learned how to talk to people, how to talk about normal things, whether it's the weather, that's a classic, right? The news. I have to walk into a place and immediately make it awkward. Paul said this way. Paul said to the Jew, I became a Jew. The Greek, I became a Greek. And when he says this, what's crazy about this thing Paul says, is Paul is saying, Paul was Jewish. He was trained as a Pharisee. He could walk around in the Pharisee circles, and he knew the rules of their culture. And he was good at being a Pharisee. He also, his name was Paul, which is not a a Hebrew name. He grew up in a Greek world. He could walk around in the Greek culture, And he was able to talk their language and understand their customs. He was able to talk to them person to person. As believers in Christ, we have to learn how to walk in this world. Sometimes as Christians, we feel the need to completely leave the world we're living, right? We almost become monks and retreat From the world around us. As Christians, we cannot retreat. We can't have Christian softball teams and Christian. If we have Christian everything and have our own little subcultures, if we abandon the world, where's the light? If we retreat into this building, listen, as a church, we don't have a lot of activities. Do you know why? Because the church has to exist outside these walls. We have to be out there meeting our neighbors, being known by our coworkers and our families. Christ did not come to, to take us and put us on 40 acres of a compound and hide from everybody. That's not what we're called to do. We're called to set up camp on the border of hell and save as many as we can. We must be in the world. We have have to learn the rules of our culture so we can talk to the people that live here. Jesus said, I have not come to remove them from the world. Then he says this in verse 16. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So we have to be in the world. I have to learn how to be a person, talk to people. I must know the cultures and customs of the society I was born into. But Christ also says, when he prays about us, we must be in the world. We can't be conformed to the world. I shouldn't be a weirdo, but I also shouldn't be camouflaged. You know what I'm saying? People should see us and know there's something different about us. We have a different heart a different ethic, a different morality than the world we happen to be in. Jesus, uh, Paul says this way, like Paul says, be not conformed to this world. The word conformed, it means molded. Be not molded by this world. When I was young, I, I don't know if this is still, I don't know if this still exists. Maybe your kids can help me. When I was a kid, when I was little, we used to make jello. And my mama had these different shapes, different molds. We put them in the fridge. And when you pulled it out, you had a jello mold. with got a fish or a castle. Anyone else do this, jello molds? And the jello turned into cool things. I haven't seen a jello mold in 20 years. Let's get on that, babe. Um, <laughs> we have a meeting tonight. If someone brings a jello mold to the meeting, I'll be grateful. Um, The Bible does it. Paul says, don't let the world mold you into its image. So I must be in the world. I must be out there around people. But I should not look exactly like the world around us. We should not be an exact carbon copy of the world around us. Because the world around us is broken and lost and if you fit in perfect with a lost world, that's not a good, that means you've adopted their values. What does this look like? How do we stick out? Now, again, don't be weird in the wrong ways. Be weird in the good ways. For example, we should stick out because we're so honest. The teller gives me $20 back on accident. And I go, hey, you gave me too much. No one does that. Oh. Me and my folk do. We tell the truth. Because our, our Savior tells us we're honest people. We should be known by our generosity. That we give freely of what God has given us. We should be known for our forgiveness. That when we suffer the unforgivable, we, instead of reacting with violence, we react with forgiveness. That sticks out, don't it? We can be known not by what we're against, but by who we are. See the difference? I'm not known by who I yell at. I'm known by who we love. There's a story a few years back. A gunman came into a historic black church in the south. A Bible study was happening at a little, tiny, small country church, very similar to this church in size. A man came into that church and he opened fire and he killed a bunch of people. That was down south. This was years ago. This was like seven, eight years ago. It went to court. Some people survived. The pastor died. It was awful. It was awful. The guy there had been radicalized online. He wanted, to, he wanted to hurt the black community, so he did all these things. In the court, some of the ladies from the church came to the court. And they gave testimony. They testified about what happened. He came in. I saw him do this. And these women stood in that courtroom and said, to a woman, I forgive you for what you've done. But that didn't make the news very much. That, that's, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Someone walked into my family's home. People I loved are gone because of the hatred of one person. And instead of reacting with bitterness, these beautiful women chose to forgive. Why? Because they had been forgiven by Jesus. We should look funny to people out in the world. Our generosity should be like, why would you do that? Why would you help that person? Our honesty, why would you tell the truth when it hurts you to tell the truth? We should look like Jesus so much That we stick out. We're not in camouflage. We don't hide who we really are. In the world, not of the world. The last thing it says, though, here is this Jesus says this in verse 18 As you sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. You are sent. You are in the world, you not of the world, but you are sent into the world for a purpose. As the Father sent the Son, so you and I are sent. You are sent into the world, so speak Jesus. Paul says, to the Jew I become a Jew, to the Greek I become a Greek, and he says, I do this hoping that I win some of them the reason I go into this culture and go into that culture, the reason I walk around with people is my hope they would see the good news that has saved me and it would change their lives as well. That's why we do it. The good news... Jesus changes people's lives. He changes people's lives. Tomorrow, our good friend, she told me I was walking down the aisle. She told me, Pastor, tomorrow, I'm four weeks clean. Four weeks clean. A brother in Christ told me a little while ago he he had messed up. He messed up. He messed up. I said, "So what happens next? You messed up. Are you going to keep on messing up? What, what are you going to do next?" He goes, "Brother, I'm four days clean." And I, it made me happy. I'm like, he's he messed up, but getting right back in the fight, he knows the Lord has a plan for his life, and he's not letting it own him. We see the power of Christ change people's lives. That's why we give so freely. It's why we serve. It's why we do our food pantry. We do things with the hope that this little tiny love we give you will spark in your life a change by Jesus. We hope you meet him. We hope you meet him. At the food pantry, we don't make anyone like come here a sermon first. We give food for free. They can come get food and leave, and we don't even say no Jesus to them. We're just hoping as we keep on getting to know people and serving people, we're hoping the love of Christ just breaks into their lives. Now, there are some people, there are some people who say, they say, who are you to tell other people they're wrong? Some people, I've heard it said to me a few times in the last year or so, people say to me, Ernesto, who are you to tell someone they're wrong? I had a guy tell me once, how arrogant you must be to tell someone how their living is wrong. And I laughed as they told me. This. you know why? Because they're telling me I'm wrong right then. The thing they're saying I do, they're doing to me. You're telling me I'm wrong. I should stop living the way I'm living. You are an evangelist. You're sharing news. You're telling me you have a belief. Your belief is in mine, and you're telling me what your belief says. So you can say it But I can't. Listen, communication, talking means sharing opinions. Listen. So in my house, we have a wheel of fortune. It's little. And we spin it. And every Friday night is family movie night in my house. And daddy, mama, son, and daughter all pick a movie. We put it on the wheel and we spin the wheel. And we all fight for our movie. So last time, what was it? My movie was a night's tale. Mama's was that thing you do. Nesto's was big with Tom Hanks. And Lena had High School Musical Three. We've already watched one and two. <laughs> and we say, this is the movie, I, I'm fighting for my movie. And if I say, that movie's no good, They'll say, oh, it is. You don't even know. Yeah. We fight for our movie. I have an opinion, and I'm going to stand next to it and push it forward. Yeah. Listen, we are allowed to do that. I'm allowed to like a movie you don't like. I'm allowed to differ in opinions. And you know what? I'm allowed to say the best burrito place in town is Chipotle. I can say that. If you don't agree with me, can argue, and it's hilarious and fun. And in the same way we can argue about movies and food, we're allowed to listen, I... Jesus is awesome. We're allowed to say it. I don't got to force it. I don't got to smack someone with it, but I can say it. One of our whole things, speak Jesus. So you might have noticed that right now, my fade is really good right now. (laughs) I got a haircut on Friday. The the Sunday after haircut day is always a good day. The beards is is tapered right. Oh, man. So I go to the same barber every time I go get my hair cut. I go to my barber. And the barber, I'll get there early, and we talk trash for like 45 minutes. I love going to the, the barber. is a lost art of trash talking. But I go in there, and we talk. All, it's, it's movies. It's the news. It's our lives. We're always laughing and talking and disagreeing. It's hilarious. Now here's the thing. Because I'm in the world, I know how to trash talk with the fellas. I've learned how to do it. Working jobs, being called bad names by my boss. You learn how to be around guys and do things. So I know how to be in the world. But I also am not of the world. So guess what? I don't hide my love for Jesus. I don't hide it. Sometimes I'm with all these people. Some of them are not believe in God at all sometimes, once listen, I don't try to force the conversation, but once in a while, it steers into Jesus land. And when we go there, I don't hide. I'm not like, well, I'm a Christian kicking rocks. I don't, I don't hide about it. Can I talk about Jesus with the same passion? I talk about like a film director. Yes, I can. I say, you know what? I do love Jesus very much, and I think His way is the best way. I'm not pushing, I'm not forcing, I'm not saying, you're with me or against me. I just say, this is where I stand. And I just put it out in the world. I let like, God do the rest. Listen, we're supposed to be in this world. We can't retreat from the world. We've got to put ourselves out there. As Christians, have got to stop retreating so much and start living amongst the people. I would dare say this. I'm a pastor guy, and sometimes people think that only pastor people do ministry. Listen, all of you are on the front lines. I'm I'm behind you cheering you on. You're at the workplaces, right? You're with people eight hours a day, shoulder to shoulder. You have influence on people that no pastor will ever have. People ask me sometimes, I want to reach art, should I become a pastor? No, if you want to see art, become an artist. I want to reach filmmakers. How do, I, how do I reach them? Should I be a pastor? No, be a filmmaker. If you want to reach a, a part of society, become that thing, be the best there is at it, and go into that world and shake it up for Jesus. Like, we need people in all, in every part of society, we need Christians who are competent and faithful and hard hardworking and who testify of the Christ they love. we got to be in the world, but we can't be of it. The world's going to try to grab you and convince you that their way is right, but their way is not right. The world, it's lost. And for us, we have the revealed word of God, and the word of God tells us what is true and good and right. It's why we want to read it. It's why... Right now as a church, we are reading through Proverbs together. Today's the 29th. So today, this morning what I read? The 29th chapter of Proverbs. Tomorrow's the 30th, so I'll read the 30th chapter of Proverbs. Real easy. I'm around God's works. I need God's truth to get into my hearthead. So do you. In the world, not of the world. And the reason I must be in it and not of it is so we can reach it. In order to reach it, you must not be weird in a weird way. But you must be weird in a good way. You must be different than them in your honesty, your integrity, your love, your kindness. When the boys or the girls, when they clock in early and steal from the employer, we don't. Right? We are seen by our integrity. There's a word, a new word out there. It's called social intelligence. There's IQ, there's EQ, which is emotional intelligence, and there's SQ. Now, IQ is just pure brain power. I can play chess, IQ you emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is knowing your, like, it's knowing your own emotional makeup. How do I receive love? How do I give love? What triggers me? It's knowing yourself, knowing your own emotional self, what sets you off, how you must change, all those things. Social intelligence is learning how, how do group dynamics work? How does a group receive me when I walk into a room? That's hard to learn, but we must learn it if we want to be faithful. We are sent if we want to be sent well, we got to learn to read the room, to discern when to speak and when to shut up. Sometimes we're not good at this. You know I know we're not good at this? Because I have a Facebook account. That's how I know we're not good at this. <laughs> I watch how Christians... Tee up on people, and I'm like, we have such little, our social intelligence is so low, so low. I saw Christian pastors yesterday, the day after a horrific video of a man being beat to death in Memphis, the day after that video drops, I see Christian pastors saying like things along the line of, man, there's no such thing as racism in America. Not the time, brother. You make yourself and all of us love to you. you make us look like fools and like bigots. We have, to, we, we have to grow socially. We grow socially. We must learn how to be with people for a few reasons. One, we must learn to be with people so we can make friends. We must learn to be with people so that we can reach people for Jesus. We must grow in our social intelligence. Now, here is the application for us. Let's make it real in our lives. Every one of us has something we do well. Some of us us in this room, we're not good at being in the world. Some of us in this room, we're we're retreaters. We want to leave the world and go stay in our house and be safe and not be bothered by any of the bad stuff in the world. If that's you, you have to repent of that. Lord, give me the courage to go outside. Give me the courage to talk to my neighbors and love them. Give me the courage to be a person beyond my life. And here's a crazy thing. If you do that, you can't just love people who are just like you. One thing faith has done, we can create small circles where everyone I talk to is just like me. How are you going to reach anybody if you're an echo chamber of your own making? That's why Thanksgiving is so important. I was at a, I was at a Thanksgiving thing once. I was, at, I, was at a, I was at my buddy's wedding once. It was a rehearsal dinner. Good friend of mine and his uncle was old school, from the south. I don't know why I'm telling this story. He called me, the whole dinner, he called me Geronimo. That's not cool. Like, I'm like, is this is a prank? Like, is this, I mean, I'm looking around, like, and, and my buddy's like, I'm so sorry, dude. He's drinking. He's an idiot. And I'm like, this is all true, what you're saying. Um. But I thought about I it about this guy was raised in a certain place, a certain time. I can eat. I can flip a table. I can get mad. I can cause a scene. I can storm. I could, I could do that. At my buddy's rehearsal dinner for his wedding, I could make a scene and blow this whole place up. And I'm like... That's not the move here. I'm like, I'm gonna win this guy. I'm gonna win this guy over. I sat with him the whole time. Talked to him, heard about his life story. By the time the wedding was over, I wasn't Geronimo when I was Ernesto. And you know what's crazy is I had reached across that racially charged thing in his heart and showed him. This thing you believe is not true. There's a better way. Responded is ignorance with love. And guess what love did? Love won. In the world, not ever. So some of us are retreaters. We're not good at being in the world. If that's you, if you're the introvert, if you're the person who wants to just leave the world and stay in your own island, you got to go outside. You got to go outside. Some of you, though, you love the world. <laughs> The world is your jam. You see, listen, you're like, in the world, that's easy for me. I I love the world. But you are wearing camouflage and no one knows you belong to Jesus. If that's you, you gotta start resisting some of the world's influence. You gotta start sanctifying yourself. You have to start putting some of those worldly things down because you, if you are of the world, your testimony, your witness, your power to influence is diminished. So who are you? Are you hiding from the world? Or are you out there camouflaging the world? Whatever it is that you're doing wrong, you've got to repent and you got to change. We want to reach our people. We want to reach our city. And guess what? I ain't doing it from this pulpit. What I'm doing, I am fanning the flame of your faith. I'm behind you. I'm your cheerleader, yo. Rock-a-rock-a-boom-boom. That's 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 who I am. (laughs) I am behind you just going, you can do this. And you go out of these walls into real life where people are frustrating and annoying and hard to love, aren't they? They are. If you don't know who they are, it might be you. You got to go out into that world and you can't be of it. With that said, let us pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your son Jesus Christ who shows us how to be a person. And your son Jesus, Lord, he grew. He grew societally, he grew in relationships. He walked around and met people, Lord. And he just people were, they were attracted to him they felt the love coming from him they saw in him something that forced them to turn their head and look give us the bravery to go into the world and give us the strength not to be eaten by this world we live in to be different to be set aside, set apart Lord let everyone examine our own hearts Let the hiders be brave. Let the sinners get holy. In Christ's name we ask all these things. Amen.